When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Whoa! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Jets win it. Touchdown. Rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to answer your mailbag questions. So for that, we bring in our friend, who is the editor over at JetNation.com, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Peter J. Dillard asks, what are your thoughts on Keith Carter? From the players, I feel like he's a jerk, but is he a good coach? Tennessee had a great running game for years. While he was the offensive line coach, both things can be true. I am curious. So based on what I had heard, I asked around when the Jets hired Keith Carter. The best thing I heard about Keith Carter was that when the Titans had a great offensive line and a healthy Derrick Henry, they produced And when they didn't, the team didn't produce. That was the best I heard. I heard some other bad things along the lines of what you've been hearing from players. That's never good. So is he a good coach? I suppose it depends on your vantage point, but the available evidence doesn't seem to be in his favor as far as I'm concerned. It's not hard to have a really good running game when you have Derrick Henry in his prime and one of the best offensive lines in the sport. You really start to show what you're made of when you have to get creative because you don't quite have the personnel and you have injuries and all that. And listen, I understand he got killed with injuries this past year, but the results sort of speak for themselves. And I will also say that Nathaniel Hackett certainly didn't seem to help much. And if that story in The Athletic is true, that Keith Carter asked for extra help for Dwayne Brown and Hackett ignored the request, then certainly you don't know exactly what's on Keith Carter, what's on Hackett and all of that. But 
based on what the players have said and based on what we can see with our own two eyes, it looks like at best Keith Carter is a guy that you could get by with if you have really good talent. And at worst, he's a guy that you don't want there unless you have elite talent. And that's really the worst case scenario because just about any coach can be overcome if they're bad, if you have elite talent. But if you're a coach that has to be overcome, that's not what you want. Yeah, and that's that's the ultimate question with the Jets heading into next year at the head coach position, isn't it? But that's that's another conversation for another time. As far as Carter goes, it, it's an interesting question because I've I asked recently um, in talking to to my co-hosts um, on our show, um, Dylan uh, Dylan Terraman and um, Chris Schubert. I asked them, you know, are we being a little too hard on Carter in the sense that I feel like when it comes to Zach's performance, when it comes to the running game, you know, Brees Hall being his production being inconsistent, uh, protection being bad. We're all citing the fact that they used 11 different O-line combinations and 14 different players. So it's like we're acknowledging the fact that the offense was a mess because of the number of injuries on the even when teams say, oh, but the Browns had injuries and these teams had. I don't know that anyone else had 11 combos and 14 players. I know other teams had injuries, but I don't know that it was quite the same level the Jets were at. But at the same time, we're killing Keith Carter for not doing a better job with an offensive line where. He's literally cycling through, you know, what, two, three, four different practice squad level players and having to start them on short notice. So I don't know how good he could have been, but what makes me worry, and we've talked about this, is the the players openly mocking him on social media. That's almost as bad as him not being good at the job. Like, you've got to have the respect of your players. And if they're coming out laughing at you for being, you know, for, for Taylor Luan saying that, you know, the only time I didn't enjoy playing in the league was when that guy was my coach. Now, is that because he was hard? Is he hard to play for? I mean, I don't, Luan doesn't strike me as a guy who doesn't want to put in the work. You know what I mean? So I doubt that's the reason. So on the one hand, I want to be fair to him and say you were you were working with a bunch of practice squad guys. But on the other hand, I'm asking myself, why are your players laughing at you, making fun of you and saying that, you know, the only time they didn't enjoy their time in the league was when you were their coach. So there are some worries there. But um, if we're going to – I try to be fair, I guess, is what I'm saying. And if we're being fair to him, he didn't have a lot to work with. But there are definitely, definitely red flags and concerns. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He asks, if you could pick one realistic free agent to obtain both on offense and defense this year, who would you pick? And then he puts in parentheses, realistic means not somebody like Higgins, Pittman, or Allen who will all get franchise tagged. Also, you can't pick Bryce Huff. So on the offensive side of the ball, I'd say Mike Evans. And if Mike Evans gets franchise tagged, then it would be Calvin Ridley. And if Calvin Ridley gets franchise tagged, then I think we all grab a box of tissues and start to cry. If this is the exercise that we're participating in. As far as defense and what the Jets could do there, that's a tough one. They really need help at safety. So maybe somebody like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, or if he hits free agency, Buda Baker, although he's going to cost too much money, so probably not. Although you just said if I could have anybody, it would be Buda Baker, I guess. But if we're talking contracts and stuff, I'd probably aim a little bit lower. Uh, so on offense, you know, a, a name popped up earlier that, uh, you know, I guess maybe I have a bias toward this guy because I love them coming out of college. I thought he was really good out of Louisiana. Um, and I don't know, you know, we don't know the plans with ABT. Basically, if they're going to go after an interior lineman in free agency, I'd want Kevin Dotson uh, of the Rams. feel like he's a, an underrated player, underappreciated guy. But if we're talking skill guys and we're keeping it realistic, the guy you mentioned and we've talked about in the past, Calvin Ridley, right? Because these are guys who they're not going to command top dollar. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones as a lower tier guy who, you know, he was productive a couple years ago in Cleveland, dropped off a little bit. But I feel like he's a big target who can win contested, uh, catch contested balls. He doesn't, of course, he's not a great separator, but he can be a guy who can put up some numbers for you. As again, you probably get him at a at a pretty solid price on defense. I think the um, I, th- I think bringing back one of their own. I think we're going to see Chuck Clark get a chance to come back and and see what he can do for this team in that that hybrid safety linebacker role. Um, Gardner Johnson, who you mentioned out of Detroit. Wouldn't be a bad option on defense. I would imagine they're going to let Jordan Whitehead walk. So there's a, there will obviously be holes in that secondary. Um, in terms of, you know, you could look at some depth pieces on the D-line because I think that um, I think that's a spot the Jets will be looking at, not premium guys. I don't think they're going to spend a ton of money. But I did like Derek Barnett quite a bit when he was drafted out of out of college. And uh, underwhelming career, solid, but not not spectacular player. But again, we're talking those mid-low level guys and uh, – I think he's somebody that could be a, an upgrade in terms of depth. Michael Christopher also asks, when Woody Johnson put Robert Sala and Joe Douglas on notice, how does he find a way to make sure that Douglas does not ruin the future of the team by going all in, restructuring contracts, kicking money into future years, and trading future draft picks to try and save his job and win this year? Why hasn't anyone asked Joe Douglas why he didn't put more protection on the trade for Aaron Rodgers? I think everybody's just been so engulfed in the Rodgers injury stuff and all the other things that have been going on that nobody has thought to ask about that. I also think that they got lucky in a big way with the protections they did put 
on the Aaron Rodgers trade in the sense that if they had given up that number 10 overall pick this year, the Jets would be screwed in so many different ways. So thankfully, they put that protection in there. But Glenn, you and I have talked about this a lot. I don't want to get into it again, but I will say Aaron Rodgers was a player that the Packers had to get rid of. Nobody else wanted him. The Jets were the only team interested. They could have held the line and given up a lot less but they didn't because they were eager to get him in the building quickly. I guess they thought that benefit outweighed waiting and giving up less in terms of draft compensation. So I'm not going to go down that road again. But obviously, if you look at the situation in hindsight, you can see that the Jets really were in the driver's seat and probably could have given up a lot less if they had held the line, but what's done is done. As far as Woody Johnson putting his foot down and making sure that Joe Douglas doesn't make reckless trades, I will say this. According to Charles Robinson of Yahoo, who said this on the show, and by the way, he is one of the best football reporters in the country, and he was the one that had all the details throughout on this trade, so I put a lot of stock into what he says. He said that Woody Johnson was the reason that the Jets insisted on some sort of protection for that first-round pick because Woody was scared that what happened to the Rams and what happened to the Broncos could happen to them if something were to occur with Aaron Rodgers, whether he got hurt or a bunch of other players around him got hurt, and the Jets ended up having a much higher draft pick than they anticipated. So Woody Johnson may not entirely be sitting there planning for the future, but he's not blind to the fact that the Jets need to protect themselves to some degree. So what I would say is I would think that Woody Johnson probably would have to be talked into some sort of massive trade that would require giving away a lot of future assets. And Joe Douglas and Robert Sala would have to make the case as to why it's a move that makes sense for the Jets, both in the short and in the long term. Now, does that mean that Woody Johnson is going to be the best judge of that? No. And does that mean that Joe Douglas can't still make trades like, say, future picks to get players without Woody Johnson raising an objection? Sure, that could happen. But I think if we're talking about something outlandish like trading next year's first-round pick for this year's second or something, they would have to run that by Woody Johnson and explain why a move like that makes sense, considering the fact that, as we all know, clock is ticking on Joe Douglas, and everybody knows he has to try and win this year or he's probably out, barring some sort of unforeseen circumstance. And everybody knows it's human nature to do everything you can to try to save your job. So that would be my answer there. I think Woody Johnson, if it's a reckless trade, would have his antenna raised. Again, not saying that he would stop it, but I do think that they would have to justify something that we would think of as a, oh my goodness, that's mortgaging the future kind of trade. Yeah, that is a simple answer, right? And I've actually said that could be something that hamstrings the Jets this year because I think Again, given the small window that they've got with Rodgers, given the fact Joe Douglas doesn't have a two, given the fact Joe Douglas is trying to save his job, I expect him to, and and you know, as we've already discussed, Scott, right, the depth at O-line in this class. If the Jets do pick at 10 and they don't move down and add picks, I expect Joe Douglas to call around and try to trade next year's one and get a, you know, get a late one or an early two this year. But And I've said Woody is the obstacle because Woody might say, listen, my next GM might need that because if we have another six or seven win season, you're all gone anyway. So the the simple answer to how they prevent that from happening and Joe Douglas making a crazy deal is exactly that. Woody just has to step in and say, you know, I understand you're trying to make the team better, but you're giving up way too much here. We're not going to do that. And he won't sign off on it. As far as asking Joe Douglas about the compensation, about the, the protection, unless I'm mistaken, I am 
99% sure that uh, I believe it was Mike Florio had Joe Douglas on in the offseason after the trade last year. And he said to Joe Douglas, he asked him about that. You know, why why didn't you get more protection? And Joe Douglas's answer was simply, and I didn't like it again, because, you know, we both know what our positions were on the deal. Joe Douglas's answer was uh, Green Bay was pretty insistent. Basically, we we caved first. Like we said what we wanted. They said what they wanted. And Green Bay stood firm. And um, again, this is um, all, all Joe Douglas said is they they Green Bay stood firm and they were insistent. So I'm adding the rest in. We're basically saying the Jets gave in before the Packers did. And I, I said all along, bring the trade up to draft day. Wait till you're on the clock at 10 and let the Packers think you're about to make your pick, you know, and then and see what they do there. But they didn't. The Jets caved. You know, the Jets blinked and they gave up more. And, and as you said, thank goodness they got some protection. But, you know, as you and I discussed it, there should have been a lot more protection. I, I don't feel great about giving up a second round pick in exchange for four snaps just because it's not a first round pick. Next question comes in from Ed Holinsky. He asks, will it be a scalpel or chainsaw used to make necessary changes on the Jets roster this offseason? Well, I don't think it'll be a chainsaw, but it might be more than a scalpel. I think they have to obviously make some serious changes on the offensive line, and certainly they need to do something at wide receiver. So it's not like they're not going to make major changes, but it's also not going to be a complete roster overhaul. So somewhere in between a scalpel and a chainsaw. Maybe a Viking axe. Would that be more appropriate, you think, Scott? <laughs> that um, sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, listen, they've got to make some moves, but they do have a lot of talent. That's, you know, that's what, to me, that's what separates this team from past teams when they're coming off of a non-playoff season and trying to figure out a way to make the postseason. I mean, again, I the, the, the playoff drought and the seven-win season, losing Rodgers, everyone's frustrated, everyone's mad, everyone wants results, but that doesn't change the fact that they have some very, very talented players on this football. In the past, you're trying to figure out how are we going to win? And, you know, you've got Robbie Anderson and Javon Curse, you know, and 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 nobody, no pass rushers on defense. Now you've got multiple pass rushers. You know, does Huff hang around? Even if Huff goes, you got Jermaine Johnson. I'm a big believer in Will McDonald. Some people may not be. You've still got Quinn and Williams in the middle. You've got guys, you know, with Sauce and DJ Reed and Michael Carter. You've got guys all over the field at every level who can make plays. Quincy Williams, like elite talent at every single level on defense. You've got elite players on offense. Like there is a lot of talent there, no matter how angry fans are, no matter how bad they don't want to see it. But because of the injuries and because of, you know, having to Makai Becton, not only does he get hurt, he gets hurt to the point where you can't offer him or you don't offer him that, that 50 year option. So now he's leaving. Now you've got to back, you've got to fill in that spot that you're losing and then find a way to replace or or build some depth behind these other guys. Like, how much can you rely on Elijah Vera Tucker this year? You've got to have quality depth options behind him because he's been hurt the last couple of years. So a lot of work to be done, but not nearly as bad as it's been in years past. Next question comes in from Michael Palace. He asks, is it a must to re-sign Quentin Jefferson and Justin Hardy? A must? No, but it would be good to do. Justin Hardy, obviously one of the best special teamers in the league, and Quentin Jefferson had a really nice year with the Jets, fit in well. And the Jets obviously need interior defensive linemen. They're very thin at the position. I know it's not something that Jets fans have the stomach to see a major investment in. They don't want that at the interior defensive line spot, but Quentin Jefferson wouldn't be a major investment. So if the Jets can bring both of them back at a reasonable cap number, yeah, I think they should. Do I think they have to? No. I have enough faith in Brant Boyer to work out something with special teams without Justin Hardy. 
And the Jets could go and get a different veteran defensive lineman if they can't work something out with Quentin Jefferson or if they don't feel that Quentin Jefferson will be healthy enough to be ready for the start of the season. Yeah, I think I'd be more likely. I mean, I don't think either one of them are a lock to come back. I think really what makes what makes um, Hardy expendable is is, is the way Irv Charles, uh, Irvin Charles played on special teams last year. He was an absolute monster. You know, one, one of the few things Robert Sala said that came out to be true when when they were asked what why did the Jets activate him and he said he's an absolute monster on specials and he got to he got to play when Hardy was out and he looked phenomenal and I remember watching him and thinking this guy is making Hardy expendable and this is before I was even thinking the fact he was a free agent I'm just watching him and thinking there's not a huge drop off especially for a guy who this is really his first action in that role so I think Irvin Charles makes Hardy expendable as far as Jefferson goes he did a really nice job would like to see him back because you know that's that's one less hole you've got to fill through the draft or unknown free agents. So will he be back? I'm not sure, but I would I would absolutely bring him back on a cheap deal. Next question comes in from my buddy Walter Cherpinski over at WalterFootball.com. He says, I have in my latest mock draft the Jets getting Olufashanu, the tackle out of Penn State at number 10, and Patrick Paul, the tackle out of Houston at number 72. How would you feel if that actually happened? I think that would be awesome. Listen, I think Fashanu got a little too hyped throughout the season. I don't think he's the same level of prospect as Joe Walt, and it seems like people are coming around to that way of thinking. I also think you could make the case that there are other guys that are better offensive linemen that may be available over Fashanu. Some could make the case for J.C. Latham or Tali Isfawaga, just as two examples. But I also think that Fashanu is a solid offensive line prospect who at the very least could be a plus starter. So getting him at 10, even if you think there are better options, not the worst thing in the world. And at number 72, Patrick Paul, he's a little raw, but a big guy with a lot of potential. I think he's somebody that would struggle a little bit when he's first starting out and then get better as time wore on. The only thing I worry about with him is the coaching staff and whether or not they would be able to do enough for him. But I will say this. There are people that would say that Patrick Paul will never be there at number 72. And I will respond by saying we have no idea if that's true. We have to go through the combine. We have to go through all of the pre-draft process with the interviews and the workouts. I remember when Josh Jones, another tackle, by the way, from the University of Houston, was potentially in play for the Jets, people thought, if they traded down in the first round back in 2020, if they missed out on the four top offensive tackles. Jones ended up going in the third round. So the same thing could happen with Patrick Paul. We have no idea. I would like it, though, if it ended up that way. Like I said, you can make the case against Fashanu at 10 if there are better options on the board, but I think we can all agree. He profiles to be at least a plus starter at tackle, so that's always going to be a positive thing to have. And Patrick Paul, same thing, a little on the raw side, but if you could get him at 72, I think you could coach him up to be at least a solid tackle. You could potentially have with those two picks, if you got them, your two starting offensive tackles for the next decade. I can't see how anybody would be upset with that. Yeah, that would be an absolute um, monster haul for the Jets. I would be shocked if that were to happen. So uh, I won't say Patrick Paul won't be there, but um, I just I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with the site, Scott. NFL mock draft database. And they do a really nice job of collating and taking basically every major mock draft, you know, from, you know, CBS and The Athletic and PFN and Fox. And they give you where each of those publications have a player going. And while you were talking, I looked up Patrick Paul. And from 
go, dating back to November in 30 different mock drafts, the absolute latest he went was 32. Uh, among 30 mocks but you're right guys fall right sometimes guys go in spots they're not supposed to given the way we've seen tackles their value has increased so much in recent years it's not uncommon to see five six seven guys get mentioned as first round picks so i think paul would be a first rounder so with that being said if they could get him at 72 that sign me up for that every day of the week thanks to my buddy glenn naughton for joining me to answer some mailbag questions make sure you check out everything glenn's doing at jetnation.com and follow him on twitter at jn radio underscore glenn check out everything we're doing at playlikejet.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital. PlayLikeAJet.com. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.